Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything to make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. and welcome in to the Penny Bloom Podcast. This is the 104th episode and tis I, Colton Robertson, joined by my guy, the magnificent Tavares Pennington. What's up, homie? Hello, hello. We are in my kitchen today. We are. It's a nice... We're moving on up, huh? Moving on up. <laughs> out of the sub-basement. Out of the out sub-basement. Of the out of the basement. Up to the kitchen. Up to the kitchen. Which is above the entry level too. So you know, yeah, yeah, take we skipped a the level there. Skip the skipped level. a level. It's uh, it is what it is. But yeah, I got the house to myself this week. Mm. It's been a pleasure. Mighty nice, mighty nice, mighty nice indeed. Uh, family's on vacation mm-hmm. without me. Mom, mom felt she owed me. Took me out for a pedicure. Me and my girlfriend. Ah, that's nice. Did you did you feel let down that they weren't taking you out to Myrtle no, Beach? I'm not gonna lie, not, not one bit. <laughs> Not one bit, actually. Myrtle Beach is not, uh, n- n- no shade to the South Carolinians. It's not the best. Yeah, it's not the best. I, I never really enjoyed it. We... And, uh, they're not having the best time. Oh, really? It's rainy. It's not, it's not, it's not going great. But, you know, at least I got the house to myself. At least you got the house to yourself. Yeah, that's nice. It's been a joy, you know. Been, been a good week. We went and saw Quiet Place 2 in theaters. Okay. Which we'll be talking about today. Yep. Uh I watched. We watched Bo Burnham's Inside. Uh huh. And uh, Bo Burnham is uh, is is awesome. Makes some great music. Great visuals. Uh huh. Will it send you into a depressive episode? Most likely. Probably. Yeah. It's 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 likely. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly sad. Every time he releases something, I'm like, should I have watched this? <laughs> should I have? Did watched he even this? want me to? Yeah. Because, like, even, the, like, the end of his second show, it, like, the second show, it's a Make Happy is what it's called. Uh-huh. He sings a song about how he kind of hates hates the fans. He's like, yeah. part of me loves you, part of me hates you, yeah. part of me needs you, part of me fears yeah. you. So it's like a... Tyler has a song like that, too. Exactly. Uh, what, Colossus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, I, I feel like, and like, he at the end of the song, he drops the mic and goes, thank you very much. I hope you're happy. <laughs> And it's like it's like I don't think he wants us to watch. Oh. <laughs> but then he released it, so then that's the paradox yeah, of yeah. it, right? It's, but it's 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 like a, it's like a necessity thing for him. It's like yeah. he has to do the comedy, uh-huh. like, or else that's his livelihood. And like yeah. he, he dives into that in the ins and this show inside, where he spent like over a year inside during the quarantine, filming a special, editing it making all the music for it and boy oh boy the songs are fucking phenomenal okay okay shit yeah i hadn't heard about that at all that it's it's really really good uh it it is a little devastating that's oh. just kind of the part that's kind of what goes with bo burnham yeah yeah it's, it's one of those things where you're like fuck i hate that i relate to that it's it's kind of the tragic hero thing you know like it's the it's the the person who you you endlessly want to want to listen to and relate to but at the same time you're like God damn! Like, 
that's that's honestly some shit that I don't like. I've never experienced, and I, I respect I, that. I can't. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's just be, it, because I mean, like the fame aspect of things. It's just got to be. Yeah. I I, I can't fucking imagine yeah. what that what a life of fame would be like. I already hate people. Like I already hate being around a lot of people. Yeah. No. At once, and then like you're famous, and I've, then like your job is to kind of be around a lot of people. I've thought of that on multiple occasions. Like even like listening to like the uh, Josh Castleman dude. I was I was talking about the mm-hmm. owner of Raw. Like, that dude, like, has such an energy. Like, he, like, exudes that on, like, everything that I see him in. And I'm like, to live that life, like, I feel like is really different because he sees, like, like even just as the owner of a company, like, the number of people you would see in that line of work, especially a company as big as Raw. Like, you see a lot of people and you have to be into every single engagement and you yeah. have to transition quickly and you have to, like... Couldn't be me. Couldn't, Couldn't be, be me. me. No, nah, bro. Me. I, I, like, I, I get anxiety when I'm on the highway. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna come face to face with a like a traffic with a bunch of people and be able to like, yeah, interface. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can hardly drive my car. <laughs> You're like, guys, I, I barely made it here alive. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't want to talk to any of you right now. Yeah, but it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I couldn't handle it. I yeah. simply couldn't handle it. No, no, I I feel it. I feel it. That is, it's nice to be coming out of the quarantine. You know, like I feel oh, like absolutely. it's it was it's it was so absurd at first to be like people are wearing their fucking masks. Like what the fuck? And then you're just like, it, I guess that is the, the normal way of things. Like I I, I kind of want to wear a mask. I do though. Time. I do though. I agree. I like do. I I still wear a mask too. And I and just like honestly like my position like they've they been wearing masks in China since 2010. it's like i don't i like not being able i like people not being able to see my face frankly yeah i think that's dope i think it's a really good aspect of things oh yeah uh a lot less people are bound to talk to you Uh uh-huh uh because if you have the mask on in theory you don't want to be talked to you're kind of shut you're shut off from (laughs) from people a little bit and it's like like when i'm at work love that thing yeah i don't don't really want to talk to you all right Uh do you all still require it uh, it's not required. Okay. It is, uh, if you want to, wear it. Okay. Last time I went to work, it was like me. And that was it. That was it. <laughs> hey, do what you gotta do, yeah, you know? You know just it's, stay, and stay that's, that's all right. That's all right. Uh, I, I, you know, in, in real developments, I might be catching a job there too with you. I make it too. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But we have a good show. We do. We're going to talk a uh, quiet place too. Uh, J. Cole's The Off Season. We haven't we haven't been together to talk about that since it came out. Uh, we've got another Two Protect, Seven Attack. Going to get a little bit of a Game of Thrones action since uh, me and Emily have been catching up on that. I've got that fresh on the brain, ready yeah. to talk about it. And, uh, yeah. I say I say let's fucking do it. Oh yeah, let's 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 just hop on right on let's it. Let's hop right in. Let's talk a quiet place too. So up front, how'd you feel about the movie? I thought it was honestly great because I didn't know. And I think I was very much like John Krasinski was like at first when, you know, he's like, I don't really want to like, I'd like, I don't know if this movie, like this wasn't set up to be a, a sequel a franchise, a franchise yeah. or anything like that. Like, 
I've had that feeling after a quiet place one, two, and cause honestly, I didn't even remember what really happened in the end. Like I was remembering shit as the movie went on, but I mm. really did not. I had a, I had a very, very good experience with it because I, me and Emily woke up in the morning. We watched the first one uh-huh. and then we went to the theater to see the second one that afternoon. And yeah. I'd never seen the first one. So I had like a very, oh, you had never seen I the first one. It, oh, so I had a very fresh perspective of the first one yeah. and a very fresh perspective of the second one, one after the other. And I, yeah. it's actually awesome. Cause I did the, same thing with deadpool okay which gave me a great yeah i i I really enjoy watching franchise movies this way yeah just gotta foresee that there's gonna be a sequel before i do it yeah exactly (laughs) but uh i loved it and it did play really well one after the other it flowed straight into it it was like you're you're keeping with the pacing of the end of the end of the first one that's ultimately what it felt like to me was like undeniably a quiet place like one like doesn't fulfill the story thematically like you still haven't resolved like any of the major conflict really like you've told this great story about family and about survival and about like what it means like that like but the, the bitch what, is still out there. but the bitch is still out there right and they know nothing they're 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 like they're very like it's like a peak it's like a ray of sunlight that's what the the first one felt like at the end like you know it's they a new hope they find out it's a new hope yeah like they find that thing um but that doesn't really get explored. And then, you know, that's very common, though, for movies to do that, to kind of, like, give that first little jewel and then be like, you know, you can you can kind of imagine where it goes next. But absolutely, this is a natural way. And, like, uh, I think John Krasinski, like, is, like, honestly, like, a better director than he is actor. I Yeah, I'm I agree. Because, like... like when you showed me that that clip of him mm-hmm. explaining that opening scene and like just the way they filmed it, his vision for it, mm-hmm. and like the passion he brought to the table, it feels it's 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 different than just being in front of the camera. He yeah. gets to he he was insatiable about it, and I liked exactly. it. Like he was so passionate about it that like I, that's what I love about the filmmakers and their movies. It's yeah. just that like. They love what they've done. They're just passion the projects. He's like, he's like, this is my Jaws. Like, I was like, damn, this is his Jaws. And I forget that I'm watching movies that really could be regarded on that level, like, in One real day. time. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be thinking about A Quiet Place in 10 years and be like, that was a, damn that was good a great movie. movie. Let me let me rewatch that. Like, exactly. where's that at? And, like, you know, kids will be like, I remember hearing about that when I was growing up and be like, oh, that was a really popular. It's crazy just how like seeing how things work it out. Is, it is really f- like I, I like thinking about that in terms of, like the MCU. Like we've uh-huh. grown up with the MCU. We've seen the yeah, scope exactly. of it. But like to think about how it might re- be regarded at least like this first 10 years yeah. at the absolute yeah. least. And who knows where it's going to fucking go. Yeah. It'll be regarded as like some of the most intricate storytelling oh, yeah. ever. ever done like this i don't think there is a cinematic universe as expansive as the marvel universe outside of like broad like outside yeah. of like i guess the corporation sort of level of it like yeah, disney. disney yeah um but like star wars isn't as big dc isn't as big nope. uh what else is there anyways this is all to say i think um like a quiet place two will be the will be the conclusion to the story for at least five five more years like i think it's gonna be a long time before they make another one if they do john there's already been reports that he has an idea for a third one really but it would not (laughs) he he has the idea (laughs) he would not he would not 
it wouldn't be like a threequel though. It wouldn't be yeah, a continuation. Yeah. It would be like another story set here, you know, like mm. a separate thing. Okay. Uh, which could be interesting, but at the same time, I'm like, I kind of want to leave it at this. I do too. Yeah. Uh, comparatively to the first one, how'd you feel about how'd you feel about a Quiet Place two? Uh, comparable to it? To the yeah, first like one? a like what's the uh, honestly like I felt like the second one advanced the story in much more notable ways than the first one did like they're they're a lot more and i don't know maybe this is because I, I watched the i haven't watched the first quiet place in so long mm-hmm. um but like i remember a very contained sort of story in, in the first one and, and and you can tell me i guess if this is true but in the second one it felt as if like now that you knew the lore of the universe, you were like, expanding it. Yeah, they were they were giving you new information Absolutely. that was allowing you to like, um, I don't know, experience the story in a more significant way. Like, it certainly was. I mean, like just even getting the day one perspective exactly, straight off. Yeah, like that opening scene where at they're they're at the baseball game, uh-huh. they see the meteor falling towards Earth, and everyone's like collectively like. Okay, that's yeah. good. We're going to go and, home. And then it, there was this weird effect that happened where they dropped Killian Murphy in, and I was like, okay, he's for sure going to be in the movie yeah. later. Yeah. You know, Killian Murphy's not just a random he's side He's not just character. a pop-up. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the peaky fucking blinder yeah. right and there. I did not recognize him. Holy shit. That first scene, I Impeccable. did not. I was like. Well, and then as soon as they showed up, like they they started going on the run mm-hmm. at the beginning of the movie, and they, they happened upon that warehouse. I was like, okay. Here we go. Here we We're go. gonna meet another person who's still alive. Yeah, and I like the I like the idea. Sorry if you hear my dog barking in the background. It shouldn't be nearly as loud as uh, our voices right here in the mic. But uh, I I I knew he was gonna be a bigger part of that. Film. Yeah, and and like he, he popped up, and I loved I loved his addition. I'm I appreciate too that they didn't go with the exact same formula and kill him off. Uh, me too. I I thought they were. They were so close to it so many. Times. I, I was and I was like, no, what the fuck? Like yeah. not again. Like yeah. I, I, I and I, <laughs> not I, again. That's I, exactly how I felt. It's and it's just because like not only would it would it be like a letdown in terms of like ah oh, fuck I liked that guy. Yeah. It would be a letdown in terms of like we're doing we're doing the exact same shit. Then. Yeah. And and. It, she's she if she, he did get killed off there at the end, you could argue that it was like roughly the same ending. <laughs> yeah, in a really sad way, that is kind of true. But like that, I don't know. Could be the because uh, like I know a lot of writers kind of do this thing where they have a foundational story structure and they kind of like rewrite like the like think like the story circle for the I think that's what they call it or like the um. You know how Rick and Morty, mm-hmm. the creators have like that story arc or whatever yeah. that they follow at basically every episode. Like it could be something like that, but yeah, no, they they subvert so many expectations, and I think that was like what I realized with the Quiet Place too. Yeah, because like, even when you knew the jump scares were coming, I'm like, which corner of the screen is it coming from? I exactly. don't know. Like I was like, exactly, what, what's about to happen? And it's just like, and then it happens in in IMAX. That shit's like, oh fuck. Like you're jumping in, in a seat. movie theater, yeah. that shit's like, ah, oh, fuck. It's just like, that shit's way too loud. Yeah. I'm like, I'm so like I can't do that. I noticed that. Honestly, this was the first time I've had that thought in a movie theater. I was like, this shit is too loud. 
I, yeah. I never usually care. I, I get into well, it. It's, like, it's jump scares. Like yeah. jump scares will make you go, okay, that's a bit too oh, much. Oh, I did me. think that when I watched The Dark Knight in 2008 in theaters. I fell asleep about halfway through that movie because I was like seven, you know. Yeah, but of course. Um, I remember the beginning scene being like, oh, this shit's fucking loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But. I, I did. I did really enjoy the theater experience of it. Regardless, it was a beautiful so movie. Nice. Like it was beautifully shot. Uh, I like that. Uh, you know, the the daughter was more the main character. Yeah, and I guess that that is how the end is different. You know, mm-hmm. she, her, and the boy, yeah, are the ones who save the day instead of the mm-hmm. mom and the dad saving the day. So it's supposed to be kind of like a good stories rhyme sort of thing. Also, think about how that like fits in the context of the story, like. That is them, like, the first movie is them figuring out the weapon that can, like, that can defeat these monsters. That gives them some sort of chance, right? It's that ray of sunshine. Mm-hmm. This, they open that up to the world. Like, it, it, the, the sun is shining now. Like, it's like they, they've literally given humanity a tool to, like, everywhere to kill the... the they just got to get the word out. They just got to get the word out at this point, which, you know... Maybe that's where the story picks up. Like maybe that's maybe. where a three cool would right. come and in. S- something can. There's potential there, of course. Like I would be willing. I would be down to go. I would go watch that. Oh, absolutely, I would too. But like it's like at each point, it's it's really he's he's doing a good job writing it because he's kind of like this is a good stopping point, but also it's not. Yeah, and like it never and, will. And that is that is ultimately like what you want to do i think like as as a movie maker modernly anyway Uh you know it's like make something that like you feel good and conclusive in yeah but also leave just a little bit because anything can get a spinoff now yeah exactly anything can get a spinoff he's like "Ah, yeah i mean i'm sure we'd be down to make make it you know and like in a universe like this as long as there's survivors there's a spinoff john krasinski is so young too how how old is is john krasinski he's got to be 40s uh i'm going 40 i'm going 43 uh, that's my guess for john krasinski's age Forty one. Forty one. Forty one. He's young. It's a young man. That he's gonna he's gonna be a good director. Oh yeah. Like long term. I, I have you ever seen anything else of John Krasinski's? No, I don't I don't think I actually have. Um I, I need he, to head to his uh head to I, his well, catalog. I, I real actually quick. started I actually started uh Jack Ryan, Tom Clancy show he's in. Mm-hmm. It was all right. You know, it was just like a it was like a it was like a military buff sort of thing. I was just like this is like cool but there's just not enough action it's a very i don't know like yeah yeah i, I get have, what you're have saying. you watched an episode of it or anything my parents are watching it and they have watched it and i've caught some of it and and, and like it's I, it's also hard for me to get into military stories yeah, these days. It, it, so it's like it's almost like the same storyline is playing out in the middle east and i'm just like when are we gonna get over this this doesn't seem unique i don't know why you did this no nah, but the uh the movie I've seen him that he directed, he directed and acted in was The Hollers, and that had okay. uh, uh, Charlie Day, Richard Jenkins, Anna Kendrick, Margot Mar- character actress Margot Martindale. Mm-hmm. It was a really good. It was a really good moving film, and like he's he's really got this family storytelling thing down. Like that yeah. seems to be his forte. Is yeah. like, and that, you know, tell tell tales of what you know. Like yeah. what what you value and stuff and i feel like he makes right it that's why you gotta have it. some sort of passion about it otherwise you know it's just 
I ain't gonna lie to you. I I I I watched the first one in conjunction with the second one, and I did not. I I do, I didn't know he died, and I I wasn't prepared for it. Oh yeah, no that 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 did give me. I was kind of pissed off about that. I was like, yo, like, come on. Like, I ain't gonna lie. I do think he's a little bit a little bit conceited on the on the on the way he gives him on the, on his own character. <laughs> on his own character. <laughs> Nobody else has had had a sacrificial death. No. Not a single other person has screamed to save somebody else. Mm-mm. And like even even the not sacrificial death but the death right before the end in the second movie. Mm-hmm. The the black guy who drives them to the radio station. And then he bitches out and panics because he thinks they lost him. It's like, no, you didn't fucking lose them, man. Yeah. And like, obviously, I get the panic in the moment and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's like, it also feels like you kind you kind of wanted this last scene to just be her and that guy, and you <laughs> needed a way for this guy to die. Yeah. So, so like, so I'm having those thoughts during the movie sometimes, and, uh-huh. I, and like, if there are moments like that that do take me out of it, it does lessen the experience experience a little bit. But like, yeah. Nevertheless, I enjoyed it. I yeah, was just yeah. kind of like, "Really, we're gonna kill this guy right now? Like, yeah. at least give him a sacrificial death in a couple seconds, exactly. Like, like something because he was a good dude, you know. Like, it didn't. He was a good, smart dude. It didn't seem like the type to kind of panic in that situation. He he immediately hopped in his car and drew the thing's attention. Do you think he'd <laughs> turn turn back and be like, uh oh, uh oh? <laughs> <Uh-oh. laughs> Yeah, no, I don't know. He, uh, you know, he's he's starring with his wife. You know, he wants to wants to give himself. You know? I was, I, and I I also was like, fuck, one of those things was just on the boat with them. Oh yeah, no. What well, what do you mean? Like when they went to the other? When they island? went to that island? Uh, no, was it, it a different boat? It took its own boat. That's that's what it showed about the animal or the uh, the creatures or whatever. Like they were intelligent, like because they killed one of the um uh creatures when they were escaping and then uh Killian Murphy was on the beach and he yeah. peeks around that corner sees the boat that was the other boat that was there that it had crashed into so yeah. it found out how to drive that across the the ocean or whatever okay i did not get that yeah okay yeah that does help that a lot and then that's why i was following uh it was um what was it trying to do? I th- it was following the car for some reason. I can't remember what. It gave some sort of reason. Well, because he was honking the horn. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It, and it, like, I, I, I just think it, like, it was, the movie was set up to kind of show that, like, this is some alien race that is intelligent that is invading. Mm-hmm. And, like, humans are helpless. Like, that is kind of the basic premise. Well, it, it, it is interesting because, like, the, it feels like they're they're focusing on, like, okay, we need a planet, and we need someone we can just enforce our brute strength over. Yeah, we yeah. just gotta be able to hear them. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know, it's weird, and it, I think it it's a good thing about the writing because it gives it like this sort of like um, underlying lore that isn't ever really explicitly explored, mm-hmm. but it along with new uh, discoveries uh, by the characters develops that lore in an unspoken way that like gives the reader a sort of subtext to take interest in. They are monsters from a different galaxy trying to expel all noise. (laughs) No noise will ever be made again. Yeah, if only. In a quiet place for. They will make noise when they stab you through the heart. 
it's uh, it, or you it's will make really. Noise. I I was amazed when I watched it at like just like the. Well, a, I I also couldn't stand that the first thing they did in the first movie was kill off a kid, so you knew anything was up for grabs. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was like he, he and like I didn't hate that, but I like I mean like I hated it because I felt like everyone was in danger, like yeah. and that was feasible, like yeah. anyone could die. They killed a six year old at the or a four year old at the beginning of this. Like if you if you're moving. Shabang. The way he, ah, oh, dude, that shit was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and I'm also, kidding. I don't remember seeing, I don't remember seeing any animals in, do you ever remember seeing animals really out, like, in the woods? Like, did they kill all the animals, I you think? I think they killed the animals, like, the animals. Yeah, which means they're not, they're not discriminating by race. Like, it's, it's anything it's, it's that's anything alive. anything that's alive making noise is going to yeah. get got. And it doesn't even have to be alive. Yeah. Anything that's making noise is going to get fucking and destroyed. That's still, so, there's so, still so much to explore with why. Like wh- you can you can say so you, there's a lot to say about like the world, especially when you're thinking about what this movie really is. Like he explained like an ode sort of to like what it would be in a way to experience the world like as silence for the mm-hmm. most part and like have to defend yourself against noise like against the outside world like there's so many like yeah there's a lot interesting ways i think to, to approach that yeah exactly and to interpret the film it's yeah. uh it, and that's what i like about it because john krasinski like he had an idea and he had his own metaphor that he probably mm-hmm. metaphors and themes he wanted to go with but it's like you can take anything from it and that's yeah. kind of what good exactly art is. that's true yeah it was a fucking good movie though i'll tell you that it was i enjoyed i enjoyed i enjoyed uh that movie i was glad it was one of the well i saw a moving train like a week earlier but like just being able to go back to the movies has Ooh, been... it's been fucking spectacular I've, I've, been, I've only been a couple times here in 2021 i went and saw judas and the black messiah in theater oh shit yeah, uh yeah. i saw something else after that oh raya and the last dragon the pixar <laughs> movie i saw that yeah. in imax that shit slapped yeah uh and then this i saw yeah i saw all the little things in february valentine's day god awful i'm movie. glad i didn't pay for that god fucking awful movie god that was terrible i was like this it gives me no satisfaction whatsoever i felt like i just simply watched a movie didn't tell how could you how could you <laughs> rami malik okay you've been in some peculiar places before i can understand why you would be like fucking yeah denzel come on come on You're what happened to, like it just wasn't a denzel movie like it, Pick your scripts better, man. I'm sorry. You, you, you didn't. Yeah. You didn't. Yeah, yeah, Let's talk about something that does satisfy us. Okay. Following A Quiet Place 2, we've got J. Cole's The Off Season. The Off Season. How'd you feel? Honestly, like, I, I feel like it was, like, a genius kind of move. Like, it, it, it felt like something that everyone really wanted and needed, and it was at the perfect time. Like, springtime. Like, April to May, like, I just feel like our prime months. That's coal hours. That's coal hours, yeah. That's, that's coal hours. That's Kendrick hours. Like, and March, too, if they want to be ambitious sometimes. But just, yeah. like, the spring months, like, it's a good time to come out with new rap music in particular because, like, it's just in time for the summer. Just in time for the summer. You're getting out of the depressive cold days where you're trying to, where you're jumping on all the other smooth shit. Like, <laughs> you always pay attention to, like, 
jazz, more jazzier music, R&B, singer, songwriter type musics mm. when it's cold outside. That's just the fact. It's just the facts. It's just the facts. And you have and like even in the discographies of J. Cole. Yeah. He, like you got Four Your Eyes Only. That's a winter that's ass album. That's a winter album. When did that drop? It was like November. It was it was it was uh, December. December. Was it December? December 3rd, I think, or something like that. Uh but I, I remember I remember first listen I was uh I wasn't underwhelmed. I liked mm-hmm. it. I just wasn't like like for me first listen I I usually go fuck yeah. Like yeah. this is this is the best. And I I didn't have any inclination towards that. And usually it's just the hype of the moment yeah. that that gets me there, but like it just didn't fulfill, fulfill fulfill what I usually have in mind for J. Cole. And I think that was part of the point. Yeah, right. And coming to coming to realize that has made it better. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I mean it's it it, it does feel more like the mixtape mixtape stuff. And don't get me wrong, that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a fucking Right, good that's thing. what made him famous. Like honestly, like that's what that's what got him popular and then he, he started once he was able to sort of do more conceptual more like more musically um finer things i think like not finer to say like what he's doing now is not fine or derogatory in some way it's just like it takes less effort you know he absolutely And, and, and it's like like it's perfecting the craft not not like pushing a conceptual sort of work on us like like kod or like for your eyes only yeah exactly like he 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 knows he can tell stories you know like people want to hear him rap like that's that's a different that's a different project entirely like uh fucking um uh what's what's the goddamn name of it what's the the uh i it starts with a b kendrick dropped it before um damn uh what Yo, I cannot not remember that. Not Black Friday. It was the uh, your heart. Uh, oh, the heart part. The four. heart part four. Yes, the heart part four. When Kendrick drops the heart part four, like that's just being like, yo, I can still rap. And then he drops, damn, and he's like, you know, I can still rap over a concise conceptual theorization of <laughs> Islam and blackness in America and the state of politics in this country. <laughs> like, then he gets into the the sort of the nitty gritty, you know. But he's Absolutely. still like. You still got to prove to people every once in a while, like, bro, if you just want bars, I got that too. <laughs> I got that too. I got that too. And that's, and that's like, I want that from J. Cole, Yo. obviously. These are going to be a lot of casual tracks I come out, I come back to. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to listen to it top to bottom, though, mm-hmm. like I do with J. Cole albums. Yeah. That's why I'm so glad he did that freestyle. That freestyle, honestly, was better than about half of the songs on the mixed on the album slash mixtape i'd agree like you, you, you the la leakers freestyle you listen mm-hmm. to that? yeah i was listening to that and i was like oh, 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 oh my god this oh, 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 boy been in the gym he's been practicing oh my god and he's playing professional basketball he in is. africa yeah what the f- in africa that's just dope like that's fucking cool. Who does? Who's like? Okay, like I have no realistic chance of making it to the NBA. That's the best basketball league in the world. Like very obviously, I, I'm just not on LeBron's level. Okay, I've been rapping, eating potato chips, fucking smoking a little bit, drinking for too many years. At this point, it's, it's about over for me. Isn't he like 34? Like <laughs> He's it's like, like 34. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I, you ain't gonna make it in the NBA. You recognize that? You yeah. Knew that. <laughs> 
Although it would have been dope if like a if a G League team would have just thrown him a contract. <laughs> it it would have it would have been kind of cool. I'm just looking at J Cole uh, like on like if you Google J Cole, people also ask the number one question is is J Cole black or white? <laughs> Are you fucking for real, Bruh. <laughs> Like does he look? <laughs> does he sound white to people? Does he look white? Does to he look? I don't know. Like I'm like, and even so, like he's black and white technically. Like, come on now, but it's not. This is not high conceptual theory or anything. <laughs> he's mixed. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Hold on, let me see what the answer is. Uh, Both. And oh my god! It highlights Cole, then it highlights African American soldier. Like it highlights African American, then it says his African his father, African American soldier, left his mother, capitalized a white German postal worker. <laughs> Wikipedia be going into some depth, and it's like, yo, I did not need to know what the grandmother's <laughs> occupation was. <laughs> You're like, bro, how do you know? How that? do you know that? Why did you look that far into? A person who makes music. <laughs> yeah. What but. did his grandmother do for a living? <laughs> I think this kind of motivates, though, his just like his reclusiveness in between albums. Like he doesn't want to live like that life where, and he knows, like, he, he, especially if he's anywhere. And I'm assuming he still lives in North Carolina. I haven't heard anything different. But yeah, like he goes out in North Carolina, people are going to recognize him. Like people listen to Cole in North Carolina. Um. And it's like you you just have to like I don't know like shut the world out for some time too, especially when you're like like people expect greatness from you at this point like like I can't even imagine what that sort of pressure would even be like oh and and I I I can't either it's like <laughs> how I, he's he's got a and what he does well is releasing, relieving himself of that pressure. Yeah. He views it as him applying pressure. Right. And I like that that's kind of exactly. the general concept of this. He's mm-hmm. like, all right, y'all push me, I'm going to push back. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I fuck with that. It's a, it's a like real motivational message. I feel like J. Cole is like, he's been really focused on making sure he doesn't, like he said, like in, in, his, in the documentary, like, let like the the fruits of his wealth and stuff like overcome him and get comfortable and like sit back and chill and don't really like have any ambition or well it's like once you've reached the top of the game it's like how do you how do you stay motivated it's yeah, like right and that's 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 internal at that yeah. point that's that's why everybody who's the best of the best in the world at what they are they're a little bit crazy exactly you know like yeah. and not I, I don't mean that in like any derogatory way but you know like like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, these dudes were a, li- a, li- a little crazy in yeah. terms of how they approached basketball. Yeah, they were just a l- just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, and stuff like that. Like it's like these dudes are freaks. Yeah, of of their kind. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So like applying that same logic. Like he even compared it to basketball. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've got to, I've got to stay on it. Yeah. I've got to work on this day in day out. Yeah, exactly. Which is. Honestly, the logical conclusion to most things that you, like, dedicate yourself to, like... 100%. To be frank, like, you just have to be, like... 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours. We got, we're going to get there. Malcolm Gladwell on this bitch. That's the goal for Penny Bloom Podcast. We get to 10,000 10, hours 10,000 hours. I mean, 100 hours, I'd say an average of, like, an hour and a half... 100 episodes, hour and a half each, like, About on average. 200 hours-ish. Yeah, ish. 
It's wild. That's a lot of talking. It's a lot of talking. That is a lot of talking. But it's worth it when we're talking about J. Cole and A Quiet Place and Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. I love it. A little bit of everything all of the time. A little bit of everything all of the time. Shout out Bo Burnham. I guess our our play on it is a little bit of everything a little bit of the time. Yeah. A little bit of everything a little bit of the time. <laughs> loses, loses the uh, loses the pacing. It a loses bit. the pacing. Yeah, you got double but, syllable somewhere in there. Yeah, a little instead of a lot. I mean, a lot. I mean, not important. Not important. Not important. A little bit of everything. A little bit of the time. But overall, J Cole album solid. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I I I I just have my expectations so high for him that first listen. Yeah, I was a little let down. But you know, stay cool. I'm a revisit. I'm a girl. No, yeah. I mean, honestly, I just kind of like it came out, and I was like, and I don't do this much with music anymore in general. I just listen all over the place. I don't listen to any one thing anymore. Like yeah, I'm not same. like I don't go in on anything. Um, and honestly, I don't sit and just, like listen to music for a sustained period of time that much anymore either. I'm just never doing anything for the same. Like yeah. I, I, everything I'm doing, like I need to be unplugged. Like I'm like I need to like focus focus on this. Yeah. Um. But, like, I just played it, like, every time I got in the car. Because I was just like, it's a J. Cole. Even if I it wasn't my favorite thing ever, I liked it. It was good. So, I, you know, it's J. Cole. What if I would do? I'll do what I've always done when it's J. Cole. Listen to it as much as I can. Like, while well, I need to, like, I'm going to want to know this part of his discography as well as his other parts. Because at this point, I'm listening for the artist and the uh, idea behind the music more than I am whatever he actually produces exactly you know? and like and and uh, it's this it's the same with like Kendrick I'm a, I'm always exactly like, it's the reason I go back to Untitled Unmastered yeah. and try and keep trying to love it oh you you st- are you still not a fan of Untitled I, I am okay. I am but it took me a while okay yeah, I am yeah. now but it, it took me it, a while it took me a good two years I think I was like I yeah, I just did. didn't listen to it for a while and I went back and I was like oh yeah I'm a little I'm, I have a little bit more of a yeah. well well-versed palette mm-hmm. i feel like i can i can handle something like that a little better yeah. it's funny how you find those things like i only like Jimi hendrix i liked oh, i liked the yeah. i like Jimi hendrix a lot now uh-huh but for a while i only liked a few songs by Jimi hendrix by Jimi hendrix yeah and now i'll listen to any of his albums front to back you yeah. know like like yeah. axis bold as love i wasn't a huge fan the first time i listened to it i was just kind of like there's nothing here that stands out but now i'm like fuck yeah i love this thing yeah <laughs> this is gold i was this listening is to a Jimi hendrix song with kenton the other the other night or the, like yeah the other the other, last last weekend maybe and uh he he was like he played this Jimi hendrix song and you could just hear how like fucking high Jimi hendrix was it was kind of great it's it's impeccable yeah, like you just he, know he's just performing so well and he's just like talking between and his nobody like... plays the guitar like that man oh 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 dog barky bark 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 dog barky bark hey you're done no more, no more barky barking, housey house. I get you're a dog and stuff, but I'm recording a pot. Daddy's recording Let's a see. podcast. No, number number seven on people also ask: Is J Cole from the hood? As if there is <laughs> white like, people you know, are just there's like, like a you, you go to Wikipedia and there's a, a list of hood zip codes. This is in fact the hood. <laughs> it's like goddamn, I fucking. <laughs> and then it talks about how he was born in Germany. 
<laughs> but like that's very inaccurate because he never like grew up he in Germany. He didn't live in Germany. He didn't really he didn't live in Germany. He was there for a couple years after he was after he was born. Uh, and it quotes a story from 2011. J. Cole, an upstart rapper, speaks for himself from NPR. God damn! What? <laughs> this is so wild. Are uh, are what rappers are not from the hood? Eleven rappers with no street cred. <laughs> <laughs> Macklemore, Nick Cannon, Iggy Azalea, Rick Ross. <laughs> people Before, get people people get mad at Rick Ross for being a PO. They get they get mad at him for being a parole officer for sure. They do. Drake, Nicki Minaj, French Montana. <laughs> huh. French Montana. I fucking hate French Montana. I Bro, I cannot stand. I cannot stand French Montana. He and dropped a song recently. I think that actually wasn't even bad. Like I don't remember what the name. It was of a it feature is. on something. Though. Yeah, I can't even remember what it was either. But I was like, I was like, okay, he actually did all right on this. Like, <laughs> I, I usually am just like disgusted. I'm like, how? Like this is like the most pop version of rap there is, and I can't explain how. Yeah, I can't explain how either, and I'm like, who is this dude? Why does he have a following? Why is he on this song with Lil Wayne? Like, bro, you were not on his level. Like, like that picture <laughs> that he gets, like, cropped out of with, like, Jay-Z, Nas, Cole, and Kendrick, and then, like, I think it's, like, fucking him right oh, there yeah. on the end, and yeah. he just gets cropped out of the picture every but time. But it's French Montana, bro. He's on the end of that sh- He probably wasn't invited. <laughs> Come on, let's be real. There <laughs> Like, hey, let's get a picture in French. Was like, Daddy yeah, I'm was in. inviting French Montana over. Bro. Oh my god! If I that is also another funny thing. Like, did you have you seen the thing about like uh, the bar about J Cole and Puff? Uh, oh Puff yeah, Daddy? I've heard. I've heard. I I didn't look into it much. So uh, apparently, what happened was Puff Daddy was upset about Kendrick's control verse, and. They were at a party together, and he says something disrespectful about Kendrick, and I think J. Cole just kind of, like, checked him on that, and they end up getting into a fist fight. Like, that's... Oh. Like, I was like, yo, what? And that's, like, something that was, like, actually, like, reported on at the time. Like, it was, like, not... It, people didn't know exactly what happened, um, but it was, like, something that people had, like, known about and talked about, um... Because this was like even, in 2013. I don't even think Puff gets mentioned on that. Maybe that's why he was upset. No, he uh, he did. He did? Yeah, J. Cole said, uh, who would have thought my last uh, fight was... No, I meant uh, on control. Oh. Why would he even be mad about it? Well, that? he was mad because they called himself the king of New York. Oh. Yeah, and I was like, yo, like, I mean... This is rap music. Puff, like... Kendrick Lamar ain't the only one calling himself the king of New York. Yeah, and also, you think Puff Daddy and the family is better than Kendrick? Like, maybe in the 90s when Kendrick was like, uh, he probably infant? would have been a kid. Maybe in the 2000s uh, like when 10. Kendrick was like coming up. Like, yeah. But like, Puff Daddy I was just thinking to myself, I was like, Kendrick I was up. like, that goes for Jermaine Cole, Big Crit Wale, Pusha T, Meek Mill, ASAP, Rocky, Drake, Big Sean, J Electron, Tyler MacMiller. I got love for y'all, but I'm trying to murder you people exactly and like that's just like a healthy contest like drop an album bigger than like that song and then come come talk and what's like, crazy that song ain't ever even been commercially released song, i know and it's one of the most iconic verses of all time honest and they're just mad about it because he's like oh i've been here i i fucking found biggie like <laughs> like that's great and all but music evolves like 
who knows? Like a lot of people say like, and like not to put any disrespect on Biggie, but they say like Biggie at this point in his career probably would have been average. Like probably would like he was just the first to kind of do it. It's the same way that Louis Vert is being outpaced same way. Like even, um, I don't know who's another one that's that the kind of got like um, started losing steam. Yeah. But came up with a sort of like trend. Pump. Pump. Yeah. Pump. That's a good one. Just and, boomed. And then I haven't heard from him in three years. Yeah. Eminem. Eminem. Eminem is actually the perfect example of someone yeah. who started out as like a fucking yeah. goat, and he was he was on he's on the level of Biggie Easy, like that, like he's uh, Biggie's better, obviously, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I mean we could fight about that if you want, but let's be real, I'm with you, I, mean, I'm, I ain't gonna <laughs> argue with you on that one bit, yeah, but like Eminem, like, bro, Eminem's last album was bad, like to see someone who dropped Marshall Mathers LP like go to that level. And that last album was embarrassing. The last two albums. No, the last... The, the Kamikaze wasn't terrible. I, yeah. I, Kamikaze was all right. The album before that, like, the fucking... I can't even remember. Country Boy, like, I don't oh, know. Oh, fucking Revival. Revival? Like, <laughs> Revival, that shit was... <laughs> that shit is a joke to this day. <laughs> and then he dropped fucking mur- music to be murdered by, and it was like... Ah. <laughs> I, I love when people dad. are like I love when people are like uh, NF <laughs> Eminem Logic Top 3 And it's like Wait wait who's the third Who's the first NF one? NF Logic Logic Eminem Top 3 <laughs> Joiner Lucas or whatever I can't believe people still even mention Macklemore Like I'm, Has I, he put I, anything out in like years? I don't know I, I just kind of hate the fact that I'm in middle school, he was appealing to me somewhat, somewhat more than he should have been. It was, I mean, Thrift Store we can't, wasn't bad. Like I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. And he, he had, had some, he had some good pop songs. Bad. Like yeah. that's the thing is that like they were they they were good because they were popular, yeah. and we were also in middle school. So and that like, man dropped, but that man dropped an album about or a song about Jordans, and I love that shit. And then I was like, I mean, like he did kick the song off. Kick the song off with the worst line in rap history. <laughs> Walk into the club like, "What up? I got a big cock." He did. He did, which made it hard for me to take like his later music seriously. I which never sucks, but yeah, like I remember fucking fucking that dog. That dog fucking barking. I won't dog lie, fucking though, barking. There was, there was a Macklemore song on Saints Row Four. I want to say I think it was called Gold, maybe. He's. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's had some solid songs. It's just that, like, you can't you can't respect him as a hip hop artist in general. Because he's from Seattle. And and I mean, like, and the fact that he won Rap Album of the Year over Jay Z, Kanye West, Drake. It's like the Cardi B thing, honestly. It's like it's worse. It's a whole lot worse, in my opinion. (laughs) It's like, how? How did this happen? How did you let that happen? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Doesn't uh, J. Cole mention Macklemore on Fire Squad? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that That's still funny to me. I was, uh, we were. When Watch we, Iggy win a Grammy. It's Iggy. What? Watch Iggy win a Grammy as, as a, a child of Christmas. No, no, no. Oh, no. He, he lists in the bar before oh, that. He yeah. lists all the rappers like. Um, I something, something, something. And turn the Macklemore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I just thought. Uh, well, me and Same Carver, with Elvis and Rock and Roll. Y- yep, yep. Yeah. Just like that. 
uh, he was just like, yeah, it was just about how like white people are jacking the style. Yeah. And I was like, I, I was listening to, I re-listened to Forest Hills Drive when we were driving to the lake with Claire because she had never heard it. And I don't know if she was really paying attention. I don't think she was. But just on Fire Squad, I was like, just Fire Squad's just, I, it, that's it, a standalone it, song. Like that's like, it's, it's, um, a, it's fantastic. Motivate to me. Like that's a song, like, like it's a really short song. It's not nearly popular, like the most popular on the album, but it's just like a very solid track. Justin Timberlake, Eminem, and then Mac Lamo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Figured That's it what out. it was. Yeah. Watch Iggy win a Grammy as I try to crack a smile. I'm just playing, but all jokes do contain true shit. I, was, I remember seeing that in concert, like the the shit he had on the screen behind him of him, like the actual footage of him like scowling with while he was clapping. Wait, at the Kod concert? Yeah, you oh, not remember, I don't remember performing that. that? No, oh, fuck I was, yeah, it was buddy. So hard for me to take it all in. It's sometimes like when I'm at concerts oh, I don't. Like I that, sometimes I like you can mention a part of a concert. I it all runs together. That was just one moment that I remember talking to my dad I, about stuff. The thing stuff. that kind of sucks is I don't even remember much. I just that, like that was the closest. You I really feel like live I've in ever, the moment. I've ever felt to being starstruck. I was just kind of like, yo, that's J Cole right like, there, right bro. there, bro. Like he's just like, singing to me right now. Like he's <laughs> just on the stage standing there doing way less shit than all the other performers are doing. But it's so much more captivating. It's like, amazing. Like the way that like he could control the crowd. I know. Was impeccable. It was it was. And like he could do that for a long time. His shows are not it's not like for him performing is like this like I, you know I'm sure it's you know it takes you know effort but he's been doing it so long like he's not out there like you know you see like a young boy concert that man is on his last like breath like fucking what was the concert where it was the the baby concert where uh Fuck, who's the baby's protege, protege or whatever? A gunner, a gunner, stunner for, uh, stunner for Vegas. Um, I would never have known that. <laughs> I'm so out of the loop, bro. Like, I have no idea what's going on. There's right a video now. of stunner for Vegas falling out. I'm already falling out of it, touch. Like, it's in terms wild of like, how quickly this shit goes. Like, there are all these new people. Like, my cousins are talk, telling me, like, yeah, I went to Charlotte for a stunner for Vegas concert. I was like, Oh, that that's the babies, dude. I'm the yeah, I don't remember like yeah, it's just wild. But there's a video of him falling at passing out while performing on stage, probably from general exhaustion and all the drugs in the system. You know what the baby does? Gets a pill bottle, goes to him as he's sprawled out on the stage, puts a perk in his mouth and he gets up. <laughs> He, and he tells the crowd what he's doing as he's doing. He's like, "I'm just yeah, you just need another perk. You'd be good, bro. Like, come on, uh. get up." <laughs> it's a perk, huh? <laughs> like, know what it is? <laughs> the baby, the baby. I I really love the fact that I knew I, I was listening to the baby before anyone else was because it gave me time alone with him. To move he got really, 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 really. He released really. another album, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is just like his other music. This is all right." And he released another one of it, and I was like, "Ah, oh yeah, this is just like his other one." And ah. then he released another one, and I was like, "Bro, oh, okay. like, I mean, like, I get it. The, you found the sound or whatever. And it, it's just—it's a good—it's a good little beat. No, don't get me wrong. I fuck with it. I—I I, I, I don't want to hate or nothing, yeah. but it is like—it is like you have released forty of the same song. Exactly. And it really sucks that he—and he does have standouts. I don't want—I don't want to be like yeah. like I love—I love him on that track with Dua Lipa. 
<laughs> levitate shit. That shit's <laughs> yeah, gas. Yeah, yeah, like he, he, he needs to do. He needs to do more of that bro, Quavo in twenty sixteen through was eighteen made shit. For Calvin Harris, bro. Like I don't know if they have a song together yet, but if they don't, they're going to have one soon. <laughs> I they promise. Have to. <laughs> I promise they have to have a song together. Like he just has the you know. I, I don't hate here. Like one of his best performances was on um fucking uh uh son uh the first song on uh, uh Re- return revenge of the dreamers. Oh, that's right. Under the sun. Under the sun. Under the sun. Yeah, yeah. I just put diamonds on all of my teeth. They probably think I ain't intelligent. That shit was hard. It like, was. It, it, it was. It was and, and like, what's cool is that like he does have he does have a very specific flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he, he and it's completely original, and that's great. And he will continue to make money, probably. Oh, absolutely. I just hope at some point, you know, he continues to evolve. Yeah. And you know, he's another North Carolina guy. He's, he's like he's Charlotte, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, J. Cole's Fayetteville, which is like an hour from Raleigh, mm-hmm. which is kind of the bigger metropolitan area. But like at the same time, you know, it's like they they represent very like the the, the two sides of North Carolina for a major part. Like that's the gotcha. two listeners you have. Like you have like sort of the older, more refined listeners, like like who are still listening to rap, but they listen to like more J. Cole type shit. And then you have just like people who just bump and trap you never heard before. And you're like, bro, what is this? And they're like, this shit's popular as fuck. Fuck you talking about. You look it exactly. up and you're like, damn, this got three million views. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Why ain't I heard of this shit? And you just realize you know, it's not your loop. It's not your loop. I do. I I I did. I would like to hear some more the baby and Jake Cole together. Yeah, no, I would too. I, I like. I, I liked them on Under the Sun together. That shit yeah. was really good. But yeah, shall we move into the Super Tech Seven Attack? I believe we shall. So to protect seven attack, we've done this before, but we're refining it. We're going specific with it. We're going Game of Thrones with it, and this is uh this is a fun one. Oh yeah, this is a fun one. You know you know how the to protect seven attack works though. We've got a group of nine characters, all from Game of Thrones, and a different quantity of each of these characters to uh to provide us a uh, a more balanced battle potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I'm going to run down the characters and the quantities. You ready? Yep. We've got one Night King. Very powerful guy. We all know Night King. If you've watched Game of Thrones, you know Night King. Another fun one, we've got one Drogon. Yes, the dragon. We've got two of the mountain. He's dangerous. That's a big motherfucker. That is one big ugly motherfucker. And and a dead motherfucker that's like also not dead, so it's a little scary. Yeah, we're taking we're taking later the mountain. Yeah, undead the normal mountain, mountain was scary. It's just something to be reckoned with too. But like undead, undead the mountain, mountain, it's crazy, like, fucking absurd. We've got three Arya Starks. This says a lot about Arya. You know, she's she's a power like she she'll fuck with anybody on this list one on one. Yeah, and we're assuming she has all of the powers of the faceless men and the strategies and techniques and you know there's a reason why they are renowned and um legendary like assassin group that predates literally the city it's located in, which is also one of the most legendary places in the universe. So outstanding. Outstanding character. I love her. I do. Yeah. We've got five Jon Snows. We've got five Caldrogos. We've got ten Tormund Giant Spains. We've got ten Brienne of Tarths. 
and we have a whopping 100 Tyrion Lannisters. Now, Tyrion's nothing to fuck with. Oh yeah, no. Tyrion um this is a this isn't so much a sleeper for me. 100 Tyrions can do some damage. They can do some damage, you know. I think that he people expect him not to fight back. But he will. But he will, and he will fight back knowing that he is bound to lose probably. And therefore, he a, is fighting to kill. He's fighting to kill. He has a better strategy than you probably. Like to be honest, like he's smart with it. He's smart. He he's smart, smart with it. So a hundred Tyrians, that's gonna that's gonna, like he's gonna defy. He's gonna devise one hell of a strategy with himself there. Yeah, right. You got to think. But you know what's really like? How do you how do you do this without having one Drogon? But here's the thing: we've only got two people who can ride that motherfucker in this list. We got Jon Snow. We've got the Night King. Yep. I don't think we should operate under circumstances that would happen outside the show. Okay. Therefore, you know, like Arya didn't ride, didn't ride Drogon. Yeah, yeah, Therefore, yeah. she shouldn't ride Drogon. Yeah, she can't ride. She Drogon. can't ride Drogon. Mm-mm. So it's like, what good is Drogon here for? So, you? so all right. Then are we thinking about who, 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 who would you want to protect then? Because if you get to have Drogon to protect you, then you have to have Jon Snow. In theory. Or the Night King. Or the Night King. Well, but... Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, you could... That's fair. He did ride, he did ride Viserion. I, I feel like, I feel like that, that, that makes the Night King and Drogon a very compelling option off the bat. It does. However, the one in one of that does get concerning. Well, but you got to think, one Night King can do... Uh, there's a reason why there's only one. He can create 500 more like that. But, I, and, and they're not other Night Kings, of course, but they are... He, he, had, he had sergeants. He had, he had like, sort of the mindless ones, which I'm sure, like... And if you have, and if you have him on your side, anybody dies, they're now a part of your army. Because he can raise them right up. That's true. And you're most definitely going against, if assuming it's the Night King and Drogon, you're going against uh, Tyrion. And like, you have to be going against 100 Tyrion Lannisters, which means, you know. like I mean, 100 Tyrion Lannisters are getting torched by Drogon. Yeah, but they're also getting converted. Uh, in a way, it is interesting because you do have Tyrion, who has worked with Drogon, and Drogon... Has met Jon Snow. Jon Snow's got the bloodline thing. Does Night King riding the dragon come because he was a white? What or do you mean? Viserion was a white walker by that point. Uh, was a white dragon. When he rode when he rode Viserion. Okay. So could he only ride the dragon because it was a white? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe so. So is he even a viable option here with Drogon? Well, yeah, he would just turn Drogon. So he he would kill Drogon. Essentially, yeah. Or can he just touch yeah. Drogon and turn? Can he just yeah, like that, touch people and turn what, them? That's what um, uh, apparently his power is called. Calls a um, calls it white a uh, White Walker conversion. Uh, white Walker conversion. The yeah. Night King could turn male human babies into white walkers by pressing the tip of his finger to the baby's cheek that's right mm-hmm. and they become and his white sergeants yeah that's what that's how he rose him from the dead yeah man and he's got a fucking arm 
Dude's got, got a fucking arm. cannon. I he's don't know if you remember how he took out Viserion, but just threw a spear through that boy's neck. Yeah. And it was like, oh, God And you damn. can't use regular weapons against him. You have to use, what is it? The... Valyrian steel. Yeah. Or dragonglass. Which are hard weapons to find. But Jon Snow has them. Uh, yeah, and Jon Brienne of Tarth. Jon Snow knows that. Let's assume Arya probably figures that out pr- fairly quickly. And Brienne of Tarth also has... Uh, a Valyrian steel sword. Okay. So ten Brienne of Tarths. I don't think that's something to fuck with. Like yeah, that's... Ten, ten, ten Brienne of Tarths. Even if you do convert the Tyrions, oh, she's fucking them up. Oh, absolutely. She's, it's no contest. She's, and she's like, fucking up White Walkers too. She's about on Jon Snow's level. Let's say with swordsmanship. Oh, one hundred. She's not. She, she doesn't have the X factor. She doesn't have that it factor like Jon Snow has. Like she has. She doesn't have anything as passionate to fight about, or she's not as passionate about her fight. She's damn passionate. She will fuck some people up. Like, she's hard to take down, let alone 10. You remember, I, I'm, I'm rewatching right now. So, like, there's that scene where her and Jamie are on the road. They run into Northmen, and she's like, I'm serving Catelyn. Like, get the fuck out my way. And yeah. they're like, we can't do that. We got to take this guy. And she's like, and the way this happened is she'd found bodies on the road. She's going to mm-hmm. bury them. That's why they stopped for a second. And he, there's three of them. She asks, what happened to them? She's like, you know, we killed two of them quick, but one of them was a slow burn. So she killed two of them quick, and the one who said that got stabbed through the balls, like uh, impaled. That's a slow, uh, that's, that's brutal. That is She's, brutal. That's a passionate killing. That is a passionate killing, yeah, and I, I have no doubt that she would fight like hell against the Night King because that threatens, you know, everything that she... She holds finds, dear. yeah, holds dear, and what she really holds dear is, you know, human connection on a real fundamental. And we want to talk character analysis. It's sort of her. She she sees herself as a, a sort of a warrior for justice in a way. You know, it's her connection to humanity that sort of drives her. It's fascinating to too because she has no she she has no reason she, to have that connection mm-hmm. to humanity she in terms no of the way they've treated her, mm-hmm. like. She gets treated like shit on uh-huh. the whole, and she's she's a she's a uh, she was a um, what what is it called? Like she has like a title or whatever. A knight of the um, seven kingdoms by the end of the thing. Well, yeah, no, no, no. She has like a family. Oh yeah, uh, Brienne of Tarth. She she belongs to a house. Like she's yeah. the daughter of a, yeah, a dude. Of the, who, uh, um, oh, what were house they? of Tarth? I guess. No, that's where they're from. Oh, Brienne. Oh, Selwyn. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember either. I can't remember. But oh wait, maybe it is just Tarth, Selwyn Tarth. I'm gonna look it up. She either way, she like still has like sort of like this other life that she's trying to escape through more genuine connections that she creates out in the world. It is interesting that she is called Brienne of Tarth. Her name is Brienne Tarth. Oh, okay. So it is interesting to put an of in between your first and last name. That is. Is, is Tart the place? You That's the house. It's the house. It's okay. uh, Ever Everfill Hall. Uh, Evan, Evan, even Fall Hall. That's even what it is. Fall. Okay. Uh, but yeah, she's nothing to be fucked with. And honestly, 10 of her looks a lot better than 10 of Tormund Giant Spain. Tormund's just a little too chaotic. Yeah, it. Tormund is a little chaotic, and he's a he's a beast for sure, but, like, uh, I feel like she's she does have more passion than him, and to be honest, like, the only thing that he could possibly have is, you know, he did suck on giant titties. I'm sure that milk gives you some, some protein that you don't get from normal. Tormund Giant Spain. <laughs> suck on the titty. 
He is a the funniest fucking guy in that show, though. Oh, like, yeah. we're uh, me and Emily are rewatching it, and we're at the point where John is just now. He's met Regret, and he's kind of fallen out with them a little bit. He's on his way back to Castle Black, sort of. Okay. Uh, and Tormund, like the way he holds Egret back, and is like, "You're not gonna die for him." Yeah. Like, don't die for this guy. Yeah. I'm not gonna kill you over a fucking crow. Yeah. Be right. a wildling. You're a wildling. And I appreciate that he never loses his roots. Yeah. He never is swooned away by the 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 lavishes of you know. Winterfell and stuff, yeah. and Winterfell's not all that lavish, but you know, it was uh-huh. a kingdom nevertheless, and he was boys with Jon Snow, the ruler he was of boys that kingdom, with Snow, briefly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I fucks with Tormund, but I don't think, I, don't, I, I think I'd rather have him attacking than protecting, in terms of this, in terms of this collection. I, I think, I, I think I would too, like, I don't think, you know, like, he is necessarily better than anyone on the list like it, it's a it's a battle for him no matter what like for the mountain and Kyle Drogo Kyle Drogo's probably getting his shit rocked but like I don't know though is Kyle Drogo getting his shit rocked by the mountain I mean like five Kyle Drogos to the mountain how, how did Kyle Drogo die again I can't remember he he got cocky in a fight and a dude stuck him stuck his like uh, Dothraki blade into his chest and he like squeezed it so that it went further into his chest, and he still beat him. Oh. But the wound got infected, and then yeah. she got a witch to treat him. Okay. She didn't realize she got a witch to treat him, so she doomed him to die, and it was just a whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. That's a good refresher. But, okay, yeah, Khal Drogo was a mean motherfucker. But the mountain... But... Never lost a battle. That's why his ponytail was so damn long. That is true. That is true. But also, like... Or braid. You got to think like: is the height of the of of the Dothraki more dangerous than the height of the like Seven Kingdoms? Yes, I think on multiple occasions they say if the Dothraki ransack the city, we well, stand no I mean, chance. The Dothraki at whole, but like we're talking about five Caldrogos, who who is the best fighter of the Dothraki, but still, you know, there's only five of him, and there's two mountains who are undead. Who are undead? That's that's that is tough. <laughs> like. Okay, let's think about real quick, like the Hound versus Khal Drogo. The Hound gets his shit rocked. The Hound money. probably gets his shit rocked. Yeah, but I he, don't know. I don't know though. The Hound's that guy. Like the, I fucks the, with the Hound. Has some some sorts some swordsmanship skills that like are oh, pretty absolutely like proved by that scene in the in the bar. If you remember, um, when he kills all those dudes, like he knows how to take on a crowd of more than five people very easily. Yeah, exactly. And he can use some brutal methods as well, some Dothraki type methods to fucking kill you. Yeah, he's he's not honorable yeah. by uh, the I'm typical Western. That, that scene where he forced the guy's knife into his eye. Ooh, yeah. Have you seen that? Yet? Yeah. Okay. Not not yet in the rewatch, but I remember you what remember you're what talking, I'm talking about. about. Yeah. That that like I was like, he's, he's goddamn like he's he's. He's brutal. He will find any way to kill you. Like, it, and the mountains worse. And the mountains worse. And yeah. Mountains worse. And Cal Drogo's like that too. I feel like that's kind of like what. I mean, uh, it's, the biggest impact on Khaleesi on Daenerys. Mm-hmm. It's Cal Drogo at the end of the day. Yeah. Talking about like we gonna burn cities. 
mm-hmm. tear them to the ground. The Dothraki as a as a people, like and as a, a whole tribe or whatever uh, you want to call them, like they are they dangerous. are Daenerys's roots too. Yeah. Like that's what that's the first time she felt like she was a ruler. Yeah. So falling back on that in the end, kind of and they're dangerous for sure. They're nothing to fuck with. I like Khal Drogo. I like it a lot. It's dangerous, but mm-hmm. and the mountain, the the two undead, the mountain makes that difficult. Like, yeah, he's he's hard to beat for anybody think, here. Uh, yeah, I think like honestly, I take Khal Drogo over. Khal Drogo over and Brienne of Tarth would be hard, but like, I think five Jon Snows I, I, and ten Tormund Giants Banes can probably take on Khal Drogo and Brienne of Tarth together? in the same numbers. Like, together. Well, I, I mean, like, if if you put Khal Drogo and Brienne of Tarth together, uh-huh. I think they go down at the hands of Jon Snow and Tormund okay. alone, hmm. like, given the even numbers there. But, you, I mean, if, if you put 10 Brienne of Tarth and 10 Tormund Giants, man, who we already think is, like, Brienne of Tarth is probably better than, is probably better than Tormund, um, and we put Khal Drogo, five Khal Drogo against five Jon Snow, are we saying that five times out of five Jon Snow is better than Khal Drogo? I think I think they split that three two probably. Yeah, I, ain't I, think gonna so, cap. I think so too. Which means whoever's team, whoever's on Brienne's team, has that edge. Yeah, you're right. You are absolutely right. Actually, impressive, impressive <laughs> logic that you've hit me with there. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that does that does throw a wrench into things for me because like I I can't think of it so simply. Uh huh. Okay, I want to ask about three Arya Starks. Is that appealing to you at all right now? Honestly, yes, still. It is, because three Arya Starks... And, and a faceless man Arya Stark? You kill one of the other opponents, take their form, and slide into their army? Our Arya Stark is so much smarter than Khal Drogo, so much smarter than Tormund, probably so a lot smarter than Brienne, too. Well, and they, they show them training together and, like, how Arya can take Brienne. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah. yeah. Damn, yeah. Like, I think Arya, like, can, like, at least two of the Aryas can get the drop on most of the, most of most the Most of other... everyone here. Yeah, most of everyone here. She would have a, it would take all three Aryas, like, let me think. Arya Stark would need to be with someone who could take care of the Tyrians if she were to be on a winning team. But I think she can handle the Hmm. I don't. I, like we're not. We haven't really talked about the Night King in a bit, but I don't. I don't know if um, Arya Stark can probably handle the Mountain, but it'll take. She multiple. handled the Night King. She handled, but that scene is just so fucked because it. She just came out of nowhere. It is kind. Of, it, they do use a lot of like, yep, she's sneaky. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's like, what, but which is you know nonetheless valuable. Nonetheless valuable. We must say we have to say. Do we have to say that Arya is better than the Night King? I think so. I, think, I don't think. I think in hand to hand, like if they had actually like had an opportunity to go at it one v one, I think Arya Stark ends up with the same result. Okay, I, I don't. I, I don't think Arya can take on an army of white walkers that come with the night king but that's not to say she can't win because if you can get two mountains to take on a bunch of whites 
And a hundred Tyrians somehow. Well, and you don't the have other to worry ones. about whites so much. It's just as many as there are here. That's that's true. You yeah, know, it's like as many dead people as there are here. And once you've already got the weapons to kill the Night King, you've got the weapons. To yeah, kill yeah, whites. that's that's a good point. That's a good point. Okay, and we're also forgetting this. Drogon is just kind of wild at this point. He's a wild card. Uh, yeah, Danny dead. Yeah, Danny's dead. But so are you like? I, I still don't know. We're, 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 let, let's get a preliminary preliminary choice right here. What 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 are you feeling right now? Who's protecting? At, at the moment, if I had to pick two protectors, yeah. Off top, I I I think I'm kind of driven towards. To be honest, Jon Snow and Drogon. Okay, I, I, that's a, that's a strong pick for sure. I, I definitely think that's a strong pick. However. The Night King and Drogon. It's that's that's gonna be tough because mm-hmm. like even Dragonfire can't kill the Night King. They go over that, so yeah. it's like if they're on opposing teams, like Drogon and the Night King don't cancel each other out. In fact, the Night King can probably kill Drogon the easiest of anyone. That's here. what I'm saying, and so this is why I'm kind of compelled to three Arya Starks. And a night king. And a night king. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even thought of that, bro. Yeah, like, because, like, Arya Stark gets the drop on 50 Tyrion Lannisters. She She's already in. She's got her She's got her, her plan to to infiltrate, right? She's she's yeah. an assassin. She knows what she's doing. She goes in there. She takes out the Jon Snow. She takes out the Khal Drogos. She takes out the, like, honestly, the Tormund, the Tormund's, uh, no, no, okay, let's say this. Jon Snow and Brienne of Tarth figure it out. They figure out Arya's already infiltrated them because the Khal Drogos and the Tormunds have already done some dumb shit, and most of most of the Tyrions are gone. There's, you know, an army of White Walkers right that now they, now fighting for now fighting for with an Arya. army an army of White Tyrions and <laughs> right the Mountain is dumb as fuck. Right, he he's like I don't know like. He, he, He's, he doesn't have a brain. He has an enemy. He's trying to get to the Night King or something, the most powerful of them. And he, like the Night King obviously can defend himself for at least a little while. Um, you still have to count for Drogon. I, and that's the thing, is that if you don't have Drogon on your team, you have to have the Night King. Well, but... I think. Yeah, you know, I agree. I, I definitely agree with that. Because if Drogon is left, Jon Snow is on Drogon. Oh, that's a good fucking point. Yeah, which means, like, you've got... Do you have five Jon Snows riding one Drogon? <laughs> <laughs> All of them no, staying no, safe I, up there? Honestly, I think this, this gives more credence to Arya and the Night King. Because what this does is this gives Arya, like, a, a trump card. Like, if Arya can figure out how to become that Jon Snow who's riding the dragon... It's raps. It's raps. And, like, that's to say that there's no... That, that, that assumes that there's no sort of spiritual connection that um, the Targaryens, like the Targaryens have. have with the the dragons. I think they do have that spiritual co- connection, though. I think so, too. But if anyone can fake it, it's Arya. That's fact. See, that's the faceless man thing. Yeah. How I, I am interested in that question. Had Arya been able to take the form of, of a Daenerys uh-huh. or of, of Jon Snow, would Drogon know it's not them? Yeah. Because, like, there's, I mean, Drogon's not dumb. He's an, it's an intelligent he dragon. Burned the Iron Throne away. Yeah. It, 
but also that's not even to say that Drogon doesn't get defeated by the Night King in turn because True. they have such an like Arya and the Night King have such an ability to take what is used against them and use it back on those who tried to use it against them that it's uncanny and they're like probably two of the most calculating fighters on the list. Jon Snow is calculating, but it's always in the moment, and that's what makes him so fucking cool is because he just reacts, and he mm-hmm. it, it's, like, in his blood. Um, like he's, he was, like, born to do this. Yeah, but, like, we also, we also, we also can't discount 100 Tyrion Lannisters. They're not dumb. They're not dumb. They're not dumb. However, <laughs> I really, I really think that a hundred Tyrion Lannisters can be taken out by anybody else on this list. I I I, I honestly do too. Just because he doesn't have as much offensive capability, he just doesn't have. He just doesn't have the offensive what's, capacity. What's the, what's the fire shit called? Uh, the, oh, green, the wildfire. Wildfire. Like let's. Uh, I mean, we can maybe give him some wildfire, but. That'd be fun. That would throw, be fun. Throw a little wrench into it, because uh, then I'm definitely taking 100 Tyrions. Yeah. Because I don't know if you remember the Battle of the Blackwater, but holy fucking shit. Or, you know, the Septum blowing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I was I was watching that. The most recently I was watching that part of Game of Thrones and, like, watching the Septum blow up. That was Oh, we Didn't we rewatch that just, like, the last we, time you were, like, maybe. last time we were together? Or not last time we were together, but sometime we did that. Maybe. Um, but like that was like even like I don't know like there was this a CG masterpiece that was a very well done gold. scene just gold just like everything around there like I remember like things have been cool for a minute and then it just kind of popped off that episode and I think was it it was either that episode or the next where um King whatever kills himself yeah yeah King was, Tommen, Tommen yeah you know. it was that episode he it watched was it all epi- happen yeah, and was like end. all right. Yeah. And that was, I was like, that shot, that was one of the most shocking things. He just walked right to the window and fell right out. And it's like, oh. That was one of the most shocking scenes. Game of Thrones has a lot of the most shocking scenes I've ever seen. Emily just witnessed the Red Wedding. Yeah, I know. Hear more about that in the Patreon exclusive intro, patreon.com slash bloom for a slight $3 a month payment. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I have an idea. What's up? How you feel about Jon Snow and Arya together? The Starks. Well, not the Starks, but... I, but you got to have Drogon if you're going to win, right? Drogon or the Night King. In theory, can can eight people take on... No. <laughs> no, they can't. <laughs> I mean... You do have to have Drogon or the Night King. I, I, I think Drogon... But by that logic, if you have to have one of them... If you have both of them, isn't it unstoppable? (laughs) (laughs) Nah, no, no. Arya, both Arya and Jon Snow, I think, can take out the Night King. Granted, he's on Drogon. That's the part that throws a wrench into it if they're together. It's like because if he's on Drogon, he's not coming down. A ladder of Tyrion Lannisters (laughs) up. It's like the, it's like the White Walkers climbing up the wall. Yeah, yeah, just like that. Yeah, just climbs over himself. Um, oh my throw, god! You, you sprinkle a couple Tormans in, maybe to boost them up, and you're good. Yeah, they you're can absolutely get up to right. They can yeah. definitely do that. 
and then you just have you just send Arya Stark up there, right? Up yeah, there. yeah. Okay, and to be real though, I, I I don't know, I don't know that you could beat the Night King, Drogon. <laughs> I don't think you can. However, however, in the spirit of uh, the, the not going with the two most powerful, yeah. I do think the best option is the Night King and Arya Stark, like you pointed out. Okay. Uh, how how do you feel about Night King and another another edition besides the Arya Stark, like the Mountain, like the Undead Mountain? Do you think three Arya Starks pretty easily dispatches two undead mountains? I mean, not easily, but at the same time, you've also got five Caldrogos, five Jon Snows, ten Torment Giants, Bane's ten Brienne of Tarth. Like these guys, they're dying. That's quite a bit of like the, them combined can definitely take on two mountains, and the Night King will be a problem. But them combined is more than enough to take on two mountains. So true. You take Arya Stark and Jon Snow, they can be two mountains. One hundred percent. Eight, eight, yeah, eight of them. Yeah. Okay. Well, you take five Cal Drogos. So, so beat two mountains. it's crazy thinking about framing it up like that in terms of like we can't put the Night King with anyone else and it work as well. If like Arya yeah. is just that good. Yeah. No. And you got to think too if if the Hound. If the Hound can't beat Cal Drogo and the Hound can beat the Mountain, Cal, five Cal Drogos can probably beat two Mountains. It's, you're probably right. Yeah. But Arya, Arya ultimately, I think, is better than the Hound, is better than the Mountain. And, uh, well, not better. Well, no, better, but not more significant, I guess. Like, she's not as much of a force as the Mountain. Or yeah. Something to be feared, but three of them they can do some they can put in some work it is it is funny thinking about it in the context of like four if it's mm-hmm. night king and Arya stark versus yeah you know three eight and, 13 23 and you got to think two 33 Arya, 133 Arya? versus four in that uh-huh. situation oh shit yeah that's a lot that is that's a significant lot. numbers and framing it up like that makes it harder but that's just how good Arya is yeah like if she can if she can faceless man one mm-hmm one of her, let alone th- all three of her. Yeah, and like you got to think too. Like think about how the a fight between Arya and the mountain works. Like the mountain's over seven feet tall, like huge, weighs over five hundred pounds. She's not getting hit. She there's no. She knows. She knows it's over if she gets hit. But he's also too slow to hit her. Like, come on, like. That's kind of like the thing that kind of sucks about when Ober Martell died. Like you're like, he's he just, just had to twist a, the knife. Yeah, he just wasn't a good enough fighter. Like to like, I don't know. He just wasn't a good enough fighter to make to finish the deal. Like, well, no, he was. He just had to taunt this man. Yeah, that's he got he got true. him. He was like, say it, say you did this thing. Uh-huh. And he's he just couldn't get past that. He couldn't just have the revenge. He yeah. had to hear the mountain admit it. And it's yeah. like, come on, dude, you're right there. Just, just go ahead and kill just him. Do it. Just do it. Don't get your head popped like it's nothing. Yeah, exactly. God damn it, Pedro. God damn it. God damn it, Pedro Pascal, <laughs> my Mandalorian. Yeah, he needs to go make the Mandalorian. It's all right. Yeah, that's true. Game of Thrones is over. I know, but still, shut up. So I think I think it's coming to a. Give, give give me your two. I think you've got. I think you've Arya, Arya got. and the Night King. I, I'm I, with I it. I think I think that Arya and the Night King can probably make use of whatever is thrown at them in an offensive way to an extent that 
no other combination could. I'm with you. I think Arya and the Night and like the Night King and Drogon. And you got to think about it too. Arya is the only one that can kill the Night King. Really, I guess the only one that does kill the Night King. I think. I think you get. That's what's a shame. We never actually got Jon Snow one v one with I the Night know, King. But I believe. I believe John like Jon Snow. Let alone five Jon Snows kill the Night King. Oh, I'm. I'm with it too. I. I. And like it's so. That's one of the things that's like unfulfilling. Yeah. Like John didn't have to be the king. No. I'm glad he went north of the wall. Yeah. The thing about his storyline that I don't like, and I love that Arya killed him, but that he couldn't get into a better one v one with him. Yeah. Like he stands like fifty feet in front of him at yeah. one point, like doesn't talk to him, but watches him get burnt and stuff, mm-hmm. and then not die. Yeah. I just wish they would have sword fought once, just once, just once, something. But I guess the fight with the general sergeant or whatever, like, that was satisfying, too, though. It was. But it also was. that proved that, like, he's ready. He could fuck, he could fuck with the Night King. Like, the Night as soon King as he got a sword, As soon as he got a sword that could, mm-hmm. he finished that bitch off in two swings. Oh, yeah. It was like... Oh, shit, he did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah like, he, he, he got his first sword, his first sword, his first sword snapped, mm-hmm. just, like, shattered, and then he found his Valyrian steel sword and was like... Oh, look at that. It works. Bing. Yep. And that was that. But I think that was also part of the White Walker being like shocked there was a sword that he couldn't yeah. destroy. Yeah. That's also true. But I'm with you. I think it's got to be Arya and the Night King. They okay. don't. Uh, they don't. 133 versus four. And I don't think I'm it's that big of a problem. I'm surprised Jogon didn't end up on the protect side. Uh, you know, I do think Jon Snow and Drogon might be the second best option. Yeah, no, they they probably are because Jon Snow and Drogon have, they just, like, dragons are hella powerful. Like, there's a reason the Targaryens were able to tame a whole side of the globe based on and, having dragons. And there's, like, a mutual respect there between them as seen in that mm-hmm. finale. Like, he knows Jon Snow killed, got- <laughs> killed his mother, and he's... yeah. You can't kill Jon Snow, he gets it. And you get, you get five Jon Snows. Like, you get five of them, which means... If Jon Snow can compete, if one Jon Snow can compete with the Night King, one Jon Snow is on um, on on Drogon, and you got three other Jon Snows, that they're probably handling everything else for the most part. Yeah, like, you're probably right. Like Jon Snow ain't nothing to fuck he with. Ain't nothing, to, let alone five. Man, the beauty of the numbers in this game. Beauty. That's the that's the thing. See, that gets I it. feel like this is a really precarious segment to do too, because like you have to weigh the numbers correctly, or you'll like, or we'll like we'll get into it and we'll figure out that somebody is just like way too overpowered. Way too overpowered. I feel like we weighed many. this really well. I think we uh, did too. <laughs> uh, it could it could have gotten to the I, my original idea was five hundred Tyrions. Which I think might we've done that didn't I think we did like five hundred little bills and we were like okay that's actually <laughs> that's actually like scary. way too overpowered <laughs> like five hundred is an army <laughs> yeah man but no I I I do think five Jon Snows and a Drogon might give it a money so I'm I'm a, I'm a go with that okay you go with Night King and Arya I'm a stick with Jon Snow and. Uh, Jon Snow and Drogon. I think they. I think they could fuck on fuck on that a little. <laughs> I think they could too. I think they could fuck on that a little. Yeah. Uh, fuck, man. It was a good episode. Yeah, yeah, it was. Got a Patreon exclusive episode that runs this episode two hours and ten minutes at this point. Oh shit. We had a forty minute intro. Patreon.com/slash/coro bloom exclusive. Go check it out, please. 
Go follow on Twitter at Penny Bloom Pod, on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. You know, twas I, Colton Robertson. You were Tavares Pennington, correct? I, I was indeed, yeah. Was you a... were indeed. I thought so. You I looked like him. I was here. Uh, I mean, 104 episodes now. That's deep. We start Loki tomorrow. Loki coming on Friday. Loki episode. Loki's loser.